morning and a warm welcome to your show, Sunny Mornings in San Diego. We're the daily podcast that gets you started on the right foot with what you need to know. I'm your host, Melissa, and it's Monday, November 13th. We hope you had an awesome weekend. Now let's see what's happening in San Diego and around the world. You'll be interested to know today is World Kindness Day. World Kindness Day is an international holiday that was formed in 1998 to promote kindness throughout the world and is observed annually on November 13 as part of the World Kindness Movement. It is observed in many countries, including the United States, Canada, Japan, Australia, and the UAE, on a day devoted to the positive potential of both large and small acts of kindness try to promote and diffuse this crucial quality that brings people of every kind together. We hope you had a great Veterans Day this past weekend. And mark your calendars. There are only 10 more days until Thanksgiving. Now let's check out the weather and the tides in our area. It looks like we're in for a partly sunny day with a high near 75. South wind around 5 miles per hour, becoming west in the afternoon. Tonight it will be partly cloudy with a low around 54. Calm wind becoming east around 5 miles per hour. It is currently 62 degrees with 75% humidity and a bit of cloud cover. Also tonight, the sun will set at 4.48 p.m. and it will rise again tomorrow at 6.17 a.m. This week, we will be watching a developing storm in the Pacific. Temperatures will taper mainly to the 60s and 70s across the region. Rain chances are making their way into the forecast Wednesday night with increased chances through the end of the week. Preliminary rainfall amounts are here, but these numbers could change. Right now, rainfall amounts could be around one to two inches with increased amounts over the mountains and around a half inch for the desert region. And today's microclimate temperatures are as follows. Coast, low 70s, inland, high 70s, mountains, low 70s, deserts, low 80s. The first high tide today will be at 6.6 feet right around 8 a.m. with a minus four foot low tide at 2.40 p.m. The nearshore buoy at Scripps in La Jolla reads 62 degrees so you can expect the water temperature to be low 60s today. Now here is a snapshot of the surf forecast from surfline.com. A steep angled northwest swell mix picks up a little bit into Monday. Size on this northwest pulse will be limited across the region due to the approach angle, with most average breaks generally at or below waist high. The better breaks in San Diego will push, waist to chest high, and select winter magnets of Ventura and South San Diego will go shoulder height plus on the bigger sets. From the South Pacific, new south-southwest to south swell is up a notch, pushing more zones into waist-high surf as standouts go chest high plus. With the steeper northwest swell in the mix, combo breaks can expect peaky shape at times, but likely won't be a quintessentially peaky day due to the more selective angle on the northwest energy. General conditions are variable to locally light plus 
offshore morning wind is on the cards for the next couple of mornings. Winds on Monday afternoon are looking quite light throughout the night, with only a bit of onshore westerly wind, at or below the five-knot mark keeping most zones in semi-clean to clean surf for the back half of the day. Tuesday afternoons onshores are looking a bit stronger, but still manageable for most zones. In the national weather, the western and central Gulf coasts will experience beneficial rainfall, reducing drought conditions, but potentially causing localized flooding in prone areas. Light snow is expected in the northern Cascades, northern Rockies, and northern New England. Above average temperatures will prevail in the central Rockies, central and northern plains, and the Midwest with some areas experiencing temperatures 15 to 25 degrees above normal. A stalled front in the Gulf of Mexico may lead to prolonged moderate to heavy rainfall, particularly in southeast Texas, Louisiana, and the western FL Panhandle, raising the risk of flooding. A major storm system that is currently heading toward the west coast is expected to bring rain to Southern California sometime Wednesday afternoon developing into heavy rain on Thursday and Friday. Let's switch over to transportation now and check out the planes, trains, and automobiles for a moment. At the airport, the new Terminal 1 is still under construction, so keep that in mind if you're flying today. The Pacific Surfliner looks fine in our area. However, there are no ticket windows currently in Solana Beach and Oceanside so you'll need to use a kiosk or be using the app if you start out at one of those stations. There are no issues reported with the coaster. Now moving on to some of the biggest news in sports from this weekend. Texas A&M fired head football coach Jimbo Fisher, despite owing him over $75 million. Fisher, who led Florida State to a national title, struggled to replicate success in his six years with the Aggies with a 45 to 25 record. Athletic director Ross Dork cited a lack of improvement in recent years as the reason for the decision. Fisher's contract with a staggering buyout poses financial challenges for the school. The search for a new coach begins immediately with hopes to finalize the hiring by December 4th. Assistant Elijah Robinson will serve as interim coach for the remaining two games. Oof, that's a lot of money to pay a guy for not working. And now for some scores from the National Football League. The Bengals lost at home to the Texans 30-27. The 49ers slaughtered the Jaguars in Jacksonville 34-3. The Chargers lost at home against the Lions 41-38. And the Rams had a bye this week. Tonight on Monday Night Football. The Bills are at home against the Broncos. Kickoff is at 5.15 p.m. In college football, we had a couple of great matchups. Number one ranked Ohio State played at home against unranked Michigan State. Ohio State took the win 38-3. Number 2-ranked Georgia played at home against number 9-ranked Ole Miss. Georgia blew them out 52-17. to 
USC, who fell out of the top 25, played on the road against number six ranked Oregon, lost in a tough one, 36 to 27. And the unranked San Diego State Aztecs lost to unranked Colorado State, 22 to 19. Moving on to the NBA. The Lakers beat the Suns on Friday, 122 to 119, and also beat the Trailblazers on Sunday, 101 to 103. The Clippers lost to the Mavericks on Friday, 144 to 126, and also lost to the Grizzlies on Sunday, 105 to 101. In the big game on Saturday night, the Warriors lost at home to the Cavs, 118 to 110. In national hockey this weekend, the Kings lost at home against the Flyers 4-2. The Ducks lost at home against the Flyers 6-3. And the Bruins lost away against the Canadians 3-2. The Major League Soccer playoffs continue this weekend with the Seattle Sounders at FC Dallas on Friday. Seattle pulled out the win 1-0. And the Houston Dynamo vs. Real Salt Lake ended in a tie. Don't ask me how that works in a playoff situation, but that's soccer for ya. Yeah. On Sunday, the Columbus crew beat the Atlanta United 4-2. This podcast is brought to you by Socks Aplenty, a fun store located in any town USA. Spice up your sock game with our outrageous designs. From formal flamingos to sassy slogans, we've got your feet covered. Are you a mismatched sock lover? Try our mix and match mystery bags. Visit us today and never have a dull day or dull socks again. And now, on to the tech and science news. NASA's James Webb Space Telescope has detected homemade carbon dioxide on Jupiter's moon Europa suggesting the possibility of life in its saltwater ocean. Unlike previous observations, this carbon dioxide appears to originate within Europa, particularly in the geologically young Terra Regio region. The presence of both crystalline and amorphous carbon dioxide in chaos regions indicates recent movement between the surface crust and the interior ocean. With upcoming missions like NASA's Clipper, launching in 2024, and the European Space Agency's JUICE, arriving in 2031, scientists aim to explore Europa's potential for extraterrestrial life. That's exciting. And in more news, in an Austrian rock salt mine near Salzburg, archaeologists uncovered a remarkably preserved 2,200-year-old child's shoe a rare find shedding light on Iron Age miners' lives. The mine's rock salt preserved the well-crafted shoe, approximately a UK children's size 11 and a half. The leather shoe, with flax or linen lacing remnants, dates back to the second century BCE. While only one shoe was found, it suggests children were involved in mining activities over 2,000 years ago. Archaeological work in the mine has been ongoing since 2001, revealing additional artifacts like a wooden shovel fragment and fur remnants. In stocks this weekend, Asian shares experienced a slight weakening after initial gains, 
influenced by the upcoming U.S. inflation data and the upcoming summit between Joe Biden and Xi Jinping. Key markets, including Hong Kong, mainland China, and Australia, saw declines while Japanese stocks remained steady. U.S. equity futures also dropped after a tech-led rally on Wall Street. Eyes are on the forthcoming U.S. consumer price data, expected to reveal a decrease in inflation to a year-on-year -year rate of 3.3% in October. Signs of improving U.S.-China relations ahead of the Biden-Xi summit include discussions about lifting the freeze on Boeing Co.'s aircraft by Beijing. Investors are cautiously optimistic about a positive outcome from the summit. Markets in Singapore and Malaysia were closed for a holiday. The focus this week includes the U.S. CPI data, U.K. jobless claims, China retail sales, and various speeches by central bank officials. In other news, the recent rapid rise in the stock market may seem reassuring, but caution is advised. While it recovered half of the losses from the previous three-month sell-off, the author warns of potential false positives and a looming deeper sell-off. The analysis suggests that the market needs time to establish a new bull trend, and sudden reversals could lead to bull traps. Investors may be lured into buying on false signals only to find themselves trapped when the market reverts to a downtrend. The article emphasizes the role of human nature, particularly FOMO, in creating and falling for bull traps. Despite the recent optimism, the author urges vigilance and highlights the need for a more stable foundation before considering a sustained bull market. And finally, Bitcoin is up to $36,923. And Ethereum is up to $2,041. Now some interesting news from around the U.S. New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers aims to make a remarkable comeback in mid-December after tearing his Achilles in the season opener against the Buffalo Bills. Rodgers underwent speed bridge surgery to expedite recovery. With the Jets contending for an AFC wildcard spot, a win against the Las Vegas Raiders could elevate them into the postseason, ending a drought since 2010. Despite facing playoff-bound opponents, Rodgers, previously with the Green Bay Packers, is determined to guide the Jets to the playoffs after 11 postseason appearances in his 15-year career. But I have my doubts, so stay tuned on that story. And a study by Zumper has identified Atlanta, Georgia, as the number one U.S. city for singles based on various factors, including the percentage of the single population, one-bedroom median rent price, dating satisfaction, entertainment and restaurant per capita, cost of living, non-family median income, and unemployment rate. Atlanta boasts a single population of over 57%, ranking in the top five in entertainment and restaurant categories. The city's median non-family income of $71,069 exceeds the national average. Atlanta is recognized for its vibrant atmosphere, strong sectors such as transportation and film and television production, and being home to the Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport, the world's busiest airport.
Other cities in the top 10 include St. Louis, Minneapolis, Boston, Madison, Washington, D.C., Orlando, Salt Lake City, Richmond, and Pittsburgh. And this week in San Diego. The Wonderfront Music and Arts Festival is happening on November 18 at Seaport Village in San Diego, California. The festival promises a diverse range of music styles, including electronic, hip-hop, rock, and reggae. The event will take place over three days, and attendees can expect an exciting lineup of popular artists. For more details about the festival and to learn about this year's artist lineup, you can visit the official Wonderfront website. Well, alrighty, folks, it's time for the thought of the day. Every morning you have two choices, continue to sleep with your dreams or wake up and chase them. So get out there today and do some chasing. In entertainment news, the Hollywood actors' strike, lasting 118 days, has come to an end, bringing relief and celebration among performers. The new deal, negotiated by the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers and the Screen Actors Guild, still requires ratification by union members. The agreement, valued at over a billion dollars, addresses concerns such as the largest increase in minimum wages for actors in 40 years, new payments for streaming, and rules related to artificial intelligence use. Eric Deggins, NPR's TV critic and media analyst, notes that the union's success in negotiations will likely be assessed further once the Screen Actors Guild Board reviews the deal. Actors will now resume promotional activities for their projects, and productions are expected to restart, with broadcast TV series possibly featuring shortened seasons for popular shows this year. Keep an eye out for Rob Lowe, who hosts and executive produces Liberty or Death, Boston Tea Party, a four-part docudrama on Fox Nation, commemorating the 250th anniversary of the Boston Tea Party. Lowe, a descendant of a participant, narrates the American Patriots' defiance against British tyranny in 1773 Boston, leading to the iconic protest. The series emphasizes the event's role in sparking the American Revolution and the Declaration of Independence on July 4, 1776. And to close out entertainment news, Marvel's latest installment, The Marvels, faces a significant box office decline, opening with $47 million, marking a notable setback for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The sequel to Captain Marvel received criticism and a B-grade on CinemaScore. The film, directed by Nia da Costa, is the first MCU release directed by a black woman and features a rare Marvel cast led by three women. Well, that's a wrap for this morning. Remember to stay tuned tomorrow for more news and updates. Have an amazing day, my friends. Whether you're heading to work, an event, or just enjoying the day, stay safe and enjoy your day to the fullest. We'll be back tomorrow with another Sunny Mornings podcast. Thanks for tuning in.